yeah, uh, yeah. Phone ringing for the work. They waiting on me like the 15 and the first. I'm killing competition, put them bitches in the hearse. Been diagnosed with a sick flow, where the nurse. Yeah, do it for the city, but the hood getting turned. With the money going around like an offer in the church. Shit, this shit was a race, promise I'ma finish first. Taking shots from my spot, got me leaning like I'm Dirk in the playoff. Bitch, I want that Mark Cuban payoff. Fly as a G6, waiting for the takeoff. Hustle Welcome like back to another edition of the Bubble Up Sports Podcast. Podcast, everybody. I am your host, Bubbleettes. This is episode 94. 94. God damn. It hits me every single time. Dude, we're like, after this, we are six episodes away from 100. And I got something really nice planned. I mean, we're probably going to get it as soon as the new year hits. So that'll be fun to start off 2020 to look back at the podcast history and relive the moments that that made us who we are today. So thank you for listening to the Bubble at Sports Podcast. This is the preview for the Cowboys versus Eagles game on Sunday, which is, I mean, like fucking less than 24 hours from now. You know how procrastinated I am. Uh, but this is the game. Take everything from this season out the window. Forget all the reviews. Forget all the previews. They were a goddamn waste of time. According to the Cowboys. Because this is their season. Sunday afternoon. In Philly. This game determines their season. If they're going to the playoffs. If their season is over. By all means. If you tell me in a certain way. Hey. The Cowboys lose tomorrow. Jason Garrett will no longer have a job. I am all for that. Alright, we're going to get into the expectations, my prediction for this game, in a little bit. Now, I'm not a big fan of this game. We go back a few months ago when the Cowboys hosted the Philadelphia Eagles uh, in their first divisional matchup of the season. And the Cowboys, I mean, obliterated the Eagles. There was you know, pressure on Carson Wentz. There was nothing there for him all game long. Uh, the, the offense was flourishing. It looked like a dominant win for the Cowboys that could, you know, propel them into a a season filled with success. And it was only disappointment and even more disappointment from that point on. And the Eagles, they've just kind of been on a roller coaster ride all season long, even worse than the Cowboys of going up and down, up and down. Both teams are at 7-7. Seven it, nothing matters at this point of what happened beforehand. It's all up to who plays the best 60 minutes on Sunday afternoon to win the division to get your spot into the playoffs. Before we get into that, let's talk about the injury report because this is one of the biggest factors as to why the Cowboys are, are highly favored in this game and why the Eagles have a lot to do on Sunday to to basically pull off the upset, to make a statement win in their division and make the playoffs. So talking about the Cowboys first, there's a lot of people on this injury report list. However, a lot of these guys will play on Sunday. Now, the only one that looks to not play, but like for sure, is Lane Vanderish. Of course, we talked about it so many times as to why I think this is more severe than it is. I mean, Lane Vanderish, either they're keeping him for the playoffs 
which in reality, it doesn't matter if you don't win tomorrow. Yet, the fact that he's been out for so long, this injury is much more than what Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett have put out uh, as far as his neck injury goes. So, on the other, or on the report as well, there are three guys that are questionable. Now, to say that these guys aren't factors in the game or basically nobodies, that's harsh to say. They're just not going to be a true, like, big key, big element to the game itself. So, like, C.J. Goodwin, cornerback, he, he's been, like, a third, fourth guy out there. You know, with the injuries to Anthony Brown, uh, the rise of Jordan Lewis and of Chidobi Wujier, C.J. Goodwin is, is kind of there. Uh, they'll use him periodically throughout the season. He's questionable with a thumb injury. He's likely to play, though, since he was limited in practice on Friday. Uh, you have Devin Smith. Same thing is kind of your fourth, fifth option for Dak Prescott. Uh, moved up from the practice squad earlier in the season. He's questionable with a knee injury. And we also have Joe Thomas, who started to get a lot more reps last week with the injury to Lane Vanderish and then the injury or, or the 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 questionable injury to Sean Lee. So more reps having to go to him. He got banged up and especially with uh, one of the guy, one of the linebackers out with a broken arm last week, uh, Luke Gifford. Now Joe Thomas is going to have to step up even more now, including March, um, to get those reps in for the linebacker position. He's questionable with a knee injury as well. As far as the other guys go, I mean, you got all these different names like Lyle Collins, Michael Bennett, Jeff Heath, Byron Jones, uh, Sean Lee, Dak Prescott, Zach Martin. All these different guys, but they look to go. They, they look ready to go play on Sunday. The only one that really stood out throughout the week was, of course, Dak Prescott with his right shoulder injury, very sore from last week. If you didn't see the play from last week against the Rams, I mean, he basically got landed on by one of the Rams defenders, and for him to have that injury alongside the fact that he had a hairline fracture in his in his index finger, uh, also his wrist is banged up as well. This guy is coming into this game. Not 100%. You can say that for every one of these guys. Yet, the mental toughness of Dak Prescott has been shown all week long. Guys like Zach Martin, guys like Zeke, they have come out there. Even Sean Lee. If you haven't heard what Sean Lee said about Dak Prescott, it's great to hear. Um, basically saying he is one of the best football players I've ever seen. Uh, not only because of what he does on the field, but his mental toughness and his leadership skills uh, in the in the locker room, on the sideline. Is unlike any other. Dak Prescott will play tomorrow. Dak Prescott, uh, Prescott will play great tomorrow uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. So, doubting him, we're on reason 4 million at this point as to why people doubt Dak Prescott or as to why you shouldn't doubt Dak Prescott is the fact that this man will not make excuses. He is there to play. He is there to win football games. He doesn't care about a contract. He doesn't care about what happens in in five weeks with his contract or when the offseason comes and they start negotiating. His job is to win games. His job is to get these Cowboys team into the playoffs. And if you don't play tomorrow, you don't do that. Because Cooper Rush, I'm sorry, but you ain't going to get the job done. No matter how banged up the Eagles are. Speaking of how bad the, the Eagles are banged up. I mean, you're talking about big names being out. And I think there was the same story uh, coming into the 
the first matchup earlier in the season was the fact that a lot of these Eagles players were out for that game or were very weakened, especially in the secondary position. So the big name that is out for this game, of, of course, Deshaun Jackson. He probably won't play for the rest of the season unless they make the playoffs. So Deshaun Jackson out. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, I believe he's out as well. Um, Nelson Aguilar is questionable to play in this game with a knee injury. Reports say that he should play tomorrow. Uh, Avante Maddox, um, or Maddox, however you pronounce his last name, questionable as well with a knee injury. Um, but the biggest name of all, Lane Johnson, their right tackle, is out in this game with an ankle injury. And I want to say he was out for the first game as well against the Cowboys. I may be wrong on that. I know one of the guys on the offensive line was out for that first matchup. And it, it wasn't the biggest thing in the world. Um, Demarcus Lawrence didn't have the best of games and he did get that strip sack for a fumble, um, which was a huge momentum shift for the Cowboys. Um, so maybe you see that again, especially with now Demarcus Lawrence and Michael Bennett on the same side. That could be huge. As far as like the receivers go now, the biggest thing going on throughout the week was who is Carson Wentz going to throw to? I, I mean, does he have anybody at this point? This is where we transition into what I expect or what I predict to happen in this game. We have all this doubt on the Eagles. We have all this criticism uh, and all these excuses as to say the Eagles will not win on Sunday. You know, Carson Wentz has no one to throw to. Everyone is banged up. That offensive line is banged up now with Lane Johnson out. Their secondary is one of the worst in the NFL. And against this stacked wide receiver core of the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott should have a day. And the way that Zeke played last week, you know, looked like his former self, his rookie season. Now with the integration of Tony Pollard with Blake Jarwin, these younger guys, there's no way that the Cowboys lose this football game. They are the better football team. They are more talented than the Eagles. They are stacked more than the Eagles. They are healthier than the Eagles. But who is the better coach team? It is the Philadelphia Eagles. I'd take Doug Peterson over Jason Garrett any day of the week. They still have a great coaching staff in Philadelphia. You got Doug Peterson and you got Jim Schwartz as their defensive coordinator. I like those guys a lot, and I, I know what you're saying. 37-10 to 10 earlier in the season, well, how, how can you say that this game doesn't go the same way? In general, how many times have we said that the Cowboys should win this football game easily, and they disappoint heavily? Let's look at the games this season. With, with all these different teams having excuses as to why they're not at their best form, yet they go out there, better coached, more motivated, and they end up getting the win and a significant win. Not just like a, a little like squeak by of the Dallas Cowboys. No, they dominate those games. First one that comes to mind, New Orleans Saints. Remember, that was the first few weeks where Drew Brees was injured with that thumb injury and Teddy Bridgewater took over. And the conversation all week was, hey, you know, they don't have Drew Brees. This could be a, a good game for the Dallas Cowboys defense to really step up. Uh, now with Teddy Bridgewater at uh, under center, if you can just pressure him, if you can just contain him, it'll be very easy for the Cowboys to get a dominant victory over the New Orleans Saints on the road. Guess what? They played one of the worst games of their season. Got down early, 
got down quickly, could never bounce back. The following week, Green Bay Packers game at home, coming off a loss. What was the conversation? Hey, they they got to be more creative. They they got to be more established on the running game. They got to establish the play action, and that defense has to step up again. Now in that game, it was a point to where Matt Lafleur and, and Aaron Rodgers weren't connecting as well as you would hope. Also, Devontae Adams was out in that game, so it was a matter of like uh, Scantling and Allison to step up. Guess what happens? It, you know the Cowboys look healthy. They look you know, fresh, and they go out there, they go down like 24 to 10, 24 to 7, whatever it was, go down heavy early and could never bounce back. Dak Prescott was the only reason that they kept themselves in that game late, but it was too late um, and and too early to get down in that game. Uh, you also have the Jets game. Like, the, the, the fucking New York Jets quarterback, Sam Darnold, had mono. This dude had mono for like two months and hasn't played football in two months, yet he goes out there and looks like Joe fucking Namath. Like, the dude played phenomenally. I mean, he he has not played a better game all season. He played his best football against the Dallas Cowboys. The expectations were low for the New York Jets at that point. And the, it's not like the New York Jets are the greatest football team in the world. At that point, it was Sam Darnold coming off mono. Le'Veon Bell having one of the worst seasons of his career. He had no one really to throw to as far as Sam Darnold to his receivers. And their defense, they had just gotten rid of their best defensive lineman in Leonard Williams. They sent him to the Giants. And yet, he played phenomenally. Or, or, or that defense played great. They played phenomenal. And the Cowboys get upset, and here we are. I mean, that's that was not even like two months ago. So we're back to where we started. We're 0-0. Zero zero. Both of these teams' uh, record is 0-0. Zero zero. That's got to be in your mind, though, is that the Cowboys' culture is that when nobody is behind them, that's when they, they step up. That's when they perform. When everyone like backs against the wall, they have everything to prove. When no one really cares about them anymore, that's when they they show why they're a Super Bowl contender. Now, when everyone gets behind them, and we're in the same conversation right now, as to like, well, you should win that football game. You're gonna win that football game because you're a better football team. You're more talented. You're healthier. And really, when you look at a seven and seven between both teams. The Cowboys are a better 7-7 team. That's not saying much, yet that team should not be 7-7. The Eagles, I mean, you could say they're probably above 500, but not by much. They they have been a worse inconsistent team than the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys just have higher expectations. I was never on the Eagles bandwagon coming into the season. You know, everyone expected them to win the division easily and to be atop the NFC Conference. When really I was like, why is everyone so high on the the Eagles? You know, like Carson Wentz is good. I believe that. Let's see what they do with their running game. Let's see what they do with their front seven. Because if they can't pressure the quarterback, then hell, there's no point in that defense being out on the field. Just give up six points automatically. The secondary in the early part of that season was non-existent. So in those first couple of weeks, when everyone is expecting the Eagles to go thirteen and three, and the Cowboys to only be ten and six, 
and to be only second place in that division. I was like, that's ridiculous. How do you think that the more talented team in the Dallas Cowboys is not going to win that division? No matter how bad it is, and it's bad right now. The Cowboys are the more talented team. They are stacked. The only advantage they really have is Doug Peterson as their coach. You, we, we can mention the conversation of, of Carson Wentz versus Dak Prescott. In, at the end of the day, who has won more football games head-to-head? It's been Dak Prescott. Ezekiel Elliott is undefeated when he goes up against the Philadelphia Eagles. They do not know how to contain Ezekiel Elliott. So what the Cowboys need to do is not only use Ezekiel Elliott like they did last week, and I hope that Zeke will have the same type of morning that he did last week where he was like, I feel fresh, I feel ready to go, I feel like my rookie self. That way he can break those tackles, miss those tackles, and truck people like he did in his rookie season. Last time he was in Philly, he did the hurdle uh, against one of the Eagles defenders. Let's do that again, because you haven't seen it in a long time. However, you should also consider the fact that not only do you have Zeke, but you also got to utilize Tony Pollard as much as possible. If the Eagles can't contain Ezekiel Elliott, what makes you think they're going to contain Tony Pollard alongside Elliott? Why have we not considered? Because Jerry Jones said at the beginning of the week, he's like, now the, the playbook is open to anything. Well, if we're open to anything, let's think about some read options. Let's think about some triple options with Blake Jarwin, with Tony Pollard, with Zeke and Dak Prescott. You want to try to to protect Dak Prescott as much as possible. Yet, I think that guy is willing to take the hit if it means that he's going to get that win for his team. So Dak Prescott is open to anything that, you know, read option wise or, or to take that hit in order for Pollard to find that opening down the field. It's, it comes down to this, people, is that the Cowboys should blow this team out by 30 points. It should be the same thing that happened a few months ago, 37-10, to 10, just now on the road. Zeke should run for 100 yards plus. Tony Pollard should have a great day either on the passing game or in the running game. I expect Blake Jarwin, because really, the Eagles don't know how to contain the tight end game for the Dallas Cowboys. They've never really been able to contain Jason Wynn. So now you have Jason Wynn and Blake Jarwin. Who to me, Blake Jarwin is a better version of Jason Wynn right now at a tight end position. He's faster. He can use him as a wide receiver. But he's also a great blocker. He's been more productive on less snaps than Jason Wynn. It's, I mean, you gotta, you gotta realize that Blake Jarwin could be so key in this game. To find that open field like play just down the field break open something big I don't expect the same thing to happen from last week like as far as Tavon Austin just finding himself wide open going for like 60 yards down the field I don't expect that to happen but it's it's those pick plays it's those like four yard five yard check downs to Jason Wynn or Blake Jarwin establish the running game establish the play action against a weekend secondary whose who's best corners married, like, like, who do you even say? Jalen Mills? Uh, like, in the first game of this, uh, of, of this series, Amari Cooper had a great game. All those guys had a great game. 
Amari Cooper has not been the same Amari Cooper from earlier in the season. This could be the game to where now you've like load managed him throughout these weeks to set him up for this game. There's no reason for Amari Cooper to not go for over 100 yards receiving and a few touchdowns. I mean, even if you do basic slants to Gallup, Randall Cobb, or Amari Cooper, this should be easy pickings for the wide receiver core of the Dallas Cowboys over the secondary of the Philadelphia Eagles. It should be easy pickings. It should be an easy day, practice scrimmage of a day for the Dallas Cowboys. This is where it gets a little tough, is that that should happen. Does that always happen when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys? Now that we expect them to do good, now that we should see them do good, is it going to happen? More than likely not. What I've been telling people all week is that this is going to be an ugly football game. This is going to be either one team dominates and one is horrible or both teams are horrible. There is no, like, the the teams play their best game of the season. They both go out there and, and make a shootout happen or a defensive battle happen. It's one team is going to look good. The other team is going to look bad. And that's not going to say much either. Because whoever wins this football game goes on to play either the Vikings, the 49ers, or the Seahawks. Um... No thank you, because all of those three teams would go into Dallas and, like, have a massacre. It's it's going to be an ugly rest of the season for either one of these teams. You know, like, if they go into Philly, if the Minnesota Vikings go into Philly, do you really think that the Vikings won't put up a show? You really think that the Seahawks won't put up a show? The 49ers, they just beat the Rams in a very close game. Like, maybe they're not as good as we thought, you know, when they match up against a really good football team. Yet, the Eagles aren't going to be a very good football team to match up against. Any one of those three teams will go into either one of these teams' home field and and dominate. So that's that's where it's kind of like a, a, a lose-lose situation. You can either lose tomorrow, and that's the end of your season. You can start fresh for the Dallas Cowboys. They can fire Jason Garrett immediately. Or you can win. Sit your guys in Week 17 and then host a playoff game against the Vikings, the Seahawks, the 49ers. And you're going to be exposed. Maybe you get a good game out of them because everyone's saying that the Cowboys are a dark horse contender for the Super Bowl. I don't believe that whatsoever. Like, we all know the Cowboys are good on paper. We all know that they're talented. Yet, give me Pete Carroll, Mike Zimmer. We saw it earlier in the season, too. Kyle Shanahan versus Jason Garrett. I'm picking any one of those three guys every day. Like... This is just a lost cause, you know? This is just a, a tunnel leading to nowhere. Yes, there's light at the end of the tunnel, but you're never going to see it. You're never going to go and, and and find it. It's just always going to be there. It's always going to be like, oh, yeah, I realize that it's back there, and I see it, yet I'm not making there. I'm not, I'm not making it there because you win this football game, then it only shows that Jason Garrett should keep his job even more. There's going to be even more optimism on the Cowboys for 
week 17 and then for the playoffs. And that will only lead to disappointment again. And if you lose the game tomorrow, then you're just, uh, you have another season where you choke and then you win against the Giants or against the Redskins in week 17 and you go eight and eight. How about that? Once again, Jason Garrett goes 500. He's average at best. Huh. Maybe we should change that or something. And maybe 10 years is enough. I don't know. So at the end, here we are. What What is your prediction, Bubba? Get off my ass, all right? The Cowboys should win this football game. The Cowboys should win this game 100%. It shouldn't even be close. With the lack of weapons that Carson Wentz will have tomorrow, with the fact that they can't establish the run really well, even though they have Jordan Howard and Darren Sproles, who's going to retire, by the way. Rest in peace, my boy. Um, they have a terrible secondary. They don't have much of a pass rush unless they really want to, unless they show up that day, which probably won't. Um, even though Dak Prescott's banged up, he has a lot to lay back on. As far as Zeke, Pollard, Blake Jarwin, Amari Cooper should have a great day. Um, And yeah, it, every, every sense of... Of that game should go in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. And I haven't felt really confident in the Cowboys as far as winning a game ever since. I mean, if we look at the schedule, can I even say that there there is a game where I felt really confident in? Because, like, remember those early days where I was like, even the Miami game, I was like, I don't feel good about this. So we have the Giants game, which that was just like week one. You always have your doubts. The Redskins game, uh, Dolphins, no. Saints, Packers, Jets were all losses. The Eagles game, even the Giants game, the second time wasn't good. Oh, I, I will honestly say I haven't felt confident in any one of these games. So nothing will change. I thought they were going to lose by like 30 last week. So what the hell do I know? I'm just a guy that... That does a podcast. I I think Eagles win it. I I'm so sorry, but like the 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 whole idea of when the Cowboys have everyone behind them and everyone believes in them, when optimism is in the locker room, then they just come out flat. They think that everything's gonna come into place, and that's exactly what happened last week against the Rams. It's like all these these factors, all these stars aligned. Where the Rams just, their running game wasn't there. Todd Gurley didn't even bother showing up. He dropped passes. He didn't find the holes. Jared Goff looked terrible. The defense was nowhere to be seen. And the Cowboys offense just rolled. Like, you got your rookie season, Zeke Elliott. You got Tony Pollard. You got Blake Jarrett. All these factors. All these different things. You had Travis Frederick and Zach Morton play the best games of their season. And then you had Xavier uh, at that left guard position covering Aaron Donald to where he looked not like Aaron Donald. Like, did it feel like there was a, like, in fucking Twilight Zone last week in Arlington? Because, to me, I've been saying this all week long, you do that game again, you do the Rams versus the Cowboys again, let's say in about two weeks, that game does not go the same way. It's the Rams 
putting on a show. It's a it's a shootout, but it's definitely not a 44 to 21 win for the Cowboys. Definitely not. So now the Cowboys are saying, well, if we can if we can just do the same things, even though there's they're two different teams, we have to adjust. No, let's just run the same plays. Let's just do the exact same thing. Now that they have that idea in their head that's like, well, everything will come into place. Like we'll get that lucky catch, like one-handed catch by Jason Wynn. We'll we'll get that penalty to extend our drives. As long as we get that, we'll be fine. They're they're gonna rely on getting that one big play. They're gonna rely on getting that running game going. They're gonna rely on one special thing. And if they don't get that, it's bad news for the Cowboys. So when they have that mentality, it's it's an easy win for the Eagles. And I wouldn't be surprised in that first quarter, people, if the Cowboys go three and out in the first drive, Eagles score. They go three and out again, or they just don't get any points on the second drive, and then the Cow- or the Eagles maybe get a field goal. That's when I'm gonna start thinking this their plan did not work. Their plan is to catch up at the end of the game or catch up at the end of the half when really they should be in a rivalry game. They should go guns blazing from the very beginning. They cannot play. 30 minutes of great football and 30 minutes of bad football because the Eagles are probably going to play their best game, even though they have no weapons, even though they have nothing to work with and nobody's behind them. It is the Dallas Cowboys you're playing against. So you have a chance. So I'm sorry, but in that game tomorrow, the Eagles will look like the better team and the Cowboys will shoot themselves in the foot. You know what? No, no. The Cowboys will look like the best team on the field, yet they are going to shoot themselves in the foot by getting penalties, by getting mistakes. I will not be surprised. Mark my words, and we will come back to this on Monday when we actually have a special guest for our review. Mark my words. Michael Bennett will will go off sides, or what's the right term for that? Will will get off sides, get a penalty that extends the drive for the Eagles that is the most important play of the entire game. Michael Bennett's offsides penalty will determine the Cowboys season. Mark my words, because it has happened consistently throughout these last couple weeks. There was three of them last week against the Rams. Even though they were basic garbage time, that does not matter because his bad habits will affect them later on. So if you see a Michael Bennett offsides penalty, think of me and think of of this gorgeous face saying, I told you so. So Eagles win it. Fucking Cowboys. Let's fire Jason Garrett, please. Please. Let's just do it. Let's just get it. Rip it off like a bandaid. Let's go people. All right. That's going to do it for episode 94 of the bullet sports podcast. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Support the podcast with a, a subscription every month. Become the sixth subscriber of our uh, podcast community. Still waiting on that one person, you know, not going to lie. Hurts a little bit. You know, I cry myself to sleep in it. It's cool. It's cool. All right. We get through it. It's 20, 2021 is going to be my year. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, support the podcast. Thank you again for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Bubble It Sports Podcast. <laughs>